So, uh... What do you remember? What's the last thing you remember about this? What's the last thing I remember? Yeah. We were walking up. Uh-huh. They have all the people in the ropes. Uh-huh. Brother. Brother. Uh-huh. Brother. His name was uh, Brother Matthew. Yeah, Brother Matthew. There uh-huh. we go. Yeah. Um, it was very preachy. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. religious. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was a pedophile. A uh, beautiful, but, uh, wonderful day. Beautiful, wonderful day. There we go. Yeah. I knew there was something that was like some sort of weird cultish shit that he right. said. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember we got all the way up. And I like pushed open the doors and I was just like walking in and they were like, you can't, you can't go in there. Like, right. You can't go in there. And I'm like, but there's magic in there and I want to go in. Yeah. And he was like, no, you can't. And then I just like pushed my way through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. After some convincing, he was more than happy to let a goblin in because he had very few goblins ever come this far. To get in there. Yeah. To get, to get into the, uh. The Great Library of the White Heart Valley, or the White Valley, excuse me. Which has some sort of hidden secret. Yes. Do you remember what you're there for? We are there to get a book that is going to help me do some sort of spell to find someone, if I remember correctly. You were trying to figure out, well, yes, you were You were looking for a book. <clears throat> and in that book, it was going to tell you what kind of magic killed the goblin. Which was not a bullet, because we realized that the bullet didn't actually fire from the gun after yes. investigating the scene. It yes. was some sort of singe mark that just went through and we couldn't recognize what the magic was. Yes. But I knew that I'd seen it before. Yes. All right. So, I'm glad that you remember all that because that's pretty much... All I know. All that Paul Pod knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that Paul knows. All that Paul knows. All yeah. that Paul knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you have walked in to the White Valley Great Library oh. and inside... You've never seen buildings like this before. It is massive. A very, very circular room that's five to six stories tall and about two stories below where you are now. Lined every single inch of this place. If it doesn't have a window on it, has bookshelves. And those bookshelves are covered with books. All kinds of books. You see uh, men and women, humans and halflings all running around in various colored robes, some in blue, some in light blue, some in gray, some in white, some in black. All of them sort of milling about. Some are talking to each other. Most are pretty quiet. The only real sounds in this place are the echoes from the feet or sometimes a book will be dropped a little bit too hard and so it'll echo out. Um, It smells like paper mm. the entire place mm. just paper uh and binding and and binding glue and it is dust and and mold a little bit and it's it's there's a lot going on in here don't it feels good to be home yeah <laughs> <laughs> feels good so pod you are looking around and sort of taking this all in um and a, a few little tears. Few, few tears yeah a few, few tears, tears. all right few cool tears. Um, and uh, a halfling woman in a white robe comes up to you. She, she has uh, very, very dark brown hair down to almost the back of her knees. Um, and she looks up at you and says, Ah, hello, a visitor and a goblin at that. Um, I am Ablin the Remembered. Who are you? Oh, hey, Ablin. Hey, where's this book? I'm looking for a book. Is there a book that's around here? It's it's a very particular book. Uh, it talks about spells, a lot of different spells. Uh, she I'm starts smiling at you and just laughing 
like very heartily clearly like she she and she enjoys that it's like yeah yes yes of course mr goblin there are plenty of books here oh, i know i know isn't it great it's great look at this place. yes it is pretty magnificent isn't it um, is there a particular book you were looking for? To be honest, I can't remember what it is. I know it's on the tip of my tongue. I just... So, there was this case, right? There's this person, he's dead. So sorry, long story. But in his head, there was a hole, and it's very singy, kind of looks like a bullet. It's not really a bullet. Some sort of magic. It's very funky. I can't really explain it very well. Uh, but I'm looking for a book about magic. Destruction magic, most particularly. And she's she's nodding and she's understanding what you're saying and and she's like okay okay, um, well, it's a good thing that I ran into you then. I am actually the artificer here and um, oh fantastic! What does that mean? Well, we can construct something for you. Oh, uh, to wait, you build books. You can build a book. We could build a book, yes, but wow. uh, more importantly, this place is we build artifacts. Uh, through magic that uh, help explain and, um, well, focus energies. And uh, I believe that we could help each other out. Oh, kind of like a mind shift. A mind shift, yeah. yes. Uh, very, very clever. Yes, yes. Um, so, are you staying for long? Mm. We'll see. I think I could probably split myself at least into four and probably take each quadrant and then go through it in about like a week. Ah, well, you're all right. That's, um, that's wonderful. Now, uh, you do understand that this is, this is just the entry chamber, right? Oh, I mean, I have split myself into more, but at that point, you start to lose a little control of yourself. Right, of course. They start to argue about which one's the real one. Yes. It's always me. Um, that is a quite dangerous magic you would be tampering yeah. with, but uh, I, I suppose you can try it. As as you uh, should know from Brother Matthew outside, th there is no limitations on magic here. Really? Absolutely none. Really? Can I probe your mind? If you desire, yes. I mean, maybe a little later. It'd be quite interesting. I'm curious to see how many different artifacts you've made. Actually, is there like a place I could sit? I do want to split myself just for a moment. I'll be right back, I promise. Uh, uh, yes, it's, it's right over there. And All right, she, perfect. It shows you to a, a little side table that no one's at. Sweet. And now I want to split myself into three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to be white magic. Okay. Um, it What... How exactly are you splitting yourself into three? What can uh, the other two parts of yourself do? They are going to be reading. So it's literally going to be splitting a section of my brain off into like another dimension of myself to then go gain information. So when we all come back, we can remember the same information at once. You wouldn't be corporeal. You wouldn't be able to pick up books. Hmm. You'd be able to read the spines of books. You'd be able to, like, you wouldn't be able to speak to anyone, but you, I guess, would be able to, like, motion to people. People would be able to see you. Okay. But they wouldn't be able to... So then I guess my question is, can I magically feel... Because technically I've seen this book, correct? Yes. So I can feel the book that I'm looking for, if I remember the feeling of magic. Um, you can certainly try to feel that. Uh, that would, that would be a more specific type of magic. But yeah, you, yeah, you could, you could try. Okay. Uh, it would be a lot, a lot harder. A lot harder. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ablin sort of 
as as you sit down at the table, Ablin says, "Now, wait, who's that? I, I never asked this lady her name. <laughs> Ablin, the remembered. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered the remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um. So she, as you sit down, she she sort of says, "Now, first of all, what what is your name? You never. Oh, that's right. I'm Pod. Pod. Yeah. Oh. You remember, right?" Uh, excuse me? You're a mem. That's what you say. You remember. You're a mem. Ablin. A remem. Right. I'm not going to remember that. Ablin the remembered. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I want to make sure you understand that this is the entry hall, mm. and many of these books are quite new. Mm. They are at most 15 years old. Um, if you're looking for a book of magic, those would be much, much older oh. and much deeper into the library. Well, why don't you start with that? Let's go! And then I get up and I start walking. <laughs> and she <laughs> she sort of shuffles off past you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. You, uh, so you walk through these very large ornate doors that were already open and this is the learning hall. Mm-hmm. This is uh, uh, filled classrooms up, down, left, and right. How much magic is actually in the room? How much do I feel like magic works? Right. The one thing about the place that you're in, like the valley that you're in, the White Valley, mm. um, you tried twice to sort of like measure how much magic there was. I it hurt you. Yeah. Uh, th- there is no difference here. Okay. It is just as, as powerful. powerful, just as, as um, yeah, uh, visceral. Uh, so yeah, you're you're hearing uh, voices of um, professors, and uh, you're hearing blasts of magic and uh, gentle claps of of things performed correctly and things like that. Uh, and this this place is easily like two football fields in length and four stories tall. Dang. Um, yeah, uh, it, you see classes being led from one place to another. Some of the people that you are seeing are much younger. Uh, they're children. A lot of the other people are older. Uh, there is even like what looks like a, a human man in his twenties giving a lecture to 70 year olds about certain types of magic or certain types of things. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this place is designed for learning. There is absolutely no judgment as to who you are what you do what you believe this if you want to find something out and you want to take uh uh the time you have here and and dedicate it to learning this is the place for it and again dozens of colors of robes blues and whites and and yellows um so yeah uh, she is sort of guiding you through this, giving you a tour on like, oh, this is where uh, the white arts are, te- are taught, and, and this is where uh, some of the artificers are uh, learning their craft. And Do you learn alchemy here? Uh, alchemy, yes, yes, of course. It's uh, um, upstairs, a couple of floors, and uh, there Wait, are three professors. Who... Why'd you put it upstairs? What happens if something goes boom? Then the whole place is going to come down. You should have put it on the ground floor. Oh, uh, all of these rooms are protected by um, many, many types of magic. So if anything goes boom, it actually doesn't quite go as boom as uh, some people would See, so you're saying imagine. I could throw a fireball right now. It's not going to hurt nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing, no. Wow. 
That's fantastic. Yes, um, you may uh, may or may not know, but uh, this place is actually built around a uh, uh, a giant asteroid that came down uh, millennia ago. An asteroid? You don't say. Yes. So what's that like? Is that was that that's uh, the emanation, right? The the magic. I yes. Feel. What you feel? Yeah. Yes. That is uh, that is where it's coming from. How old are you? Uh, me? Yeah. Um. Well, that that is a complicated question. Isn't I suppose it? um when I came here. I was uh, 24. So this magic, what is it really doing to you? Uh, to me? Yeah. Well, very little to me, but it's right. doing so much more to the valley. Uh, mm. This magic, well, other than protecting us from uh, errant spells or protecting uh, those students uh, wishing to delve deep into their own uh, psyche and, and help them return... Um, it also, well, it it gives us time to Time's practice. Time's a fickle thing, isn't it? Uh, not here. That's what worries me. Hmm. Uh, how so? Well, if you were to stay here for so long, what happens if you leave? So if you leave, does all those years just snap back to you? Time doesn't just stop for nobody. Not even magic. It does for, for us. I only see it when I believe it. Um... I see. Uh, well, there are... Uh, if you are going to stay here for a long time, I should uh, let you know that, yes, time works differently here. Um, the phrase you have heard uh, the citizens of the White Valley uh, repeat? Yeah, it's some sort of... It's Beautiful, very long. wonderful day. Yeah, there we yes. go. Well, um, that is sort of a <coughs> keystone to the magic itself. You see... Our brains, our living minds, uh, have a very difficult time wrapping itself around the concept of infinity. Uh, and so, with this magic extending what infinity to us is, um, we have taught the citizens and everyone else living and working and learning here key phrases to help them acclimate themselves to what is going on in their mind. But you still never answer my question. What happens if you leave? You will be as old as you are when you actually leave here. Hmm. Time still progresses. A uh, beautiful, wonderful day is, uh, well, we've been saying that for, ooh, I would say, two, three weeks. Um, and in a couple uh, weeks, we will be uh, repeating the phrase... Um, uh, glorious and wonderful evening. That's weird. As the sun will eventually set. And then we will all experience a dusk that lasts for roughly a month, a little longer. Uh, and then, once the dusk settles, we will be saying, a quiet and still night. Huh. So what you're saying is I don't have to split into multiple people. Oh, no. Oh. You have Fantastic. as much time as you need here. Hmm. And I want to make this very clear, Pod, that you are completely welcome to do whatever you need to do here. Really? Yes. Hmm. Outside of these walls, there are certain magics that are frowned upon. But within these walls, they are all kindling for Everything. learning. 
everything is okay here. Everything. You're talking about necromancy, yeah? Yes, I am. Hmm. It's quite a dangerous magic game you're trying to play there. With the protections that this place allows, those worries are not as um, worrisome. But if you're immortal, then why do you need to learn necromancy to begin with? Now, we are not immortal, and we don't throw around the I-word quite often. No one is truly immortal. Um, so, necromancy is... It's a tool. Just as white and dark magic is, just as the elemental magics are, necromancy so is just as important. So then how come the elves don't come here? Uh, the elves have their own, well, I guess meteor. I'm not 100% sure. I've never been there, as no one has except for elves. Um, we assume that they live and work like we do here in the White Valley, and they have their library. The Garuda also have found a uh, meteorite of their own and have uh, started constructing some sort of housing for it. Uh, they're in the construction phase, but we, uh, we're helping them, and they're helping us. Very interesting. Yes. Now, to the, uh, the book, right? Yes, the yes, book. Yes, of course, this way. And so she leads you off. Uh, so you finally hit the end of this, basically, university in one room, and, um, at the end there are multiple doors. Uh, each one are, is completely beautiful, ornate, iron... Uh, glass and uh, uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, she opens one and looks inside and uh, says, "Oh no no no!" And she closes that one. Then she waddles over to the other one and she opens that one. She looks inside and she says, "This one will be interesting um, if you are staying for a little while. Uh, this one will be interesting to look at, but it's not the one we're looking for." And she closes the door. And uh, you're noticing that these aren't quite going to where you expect them to. The doors are very close together, um, but as, as she opens them, it's like the room grows in multiple directions that shouldn't be growing in. So it's like a Beetlejuice, like when you're walking down the alley in Beetlejuice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so she finally, uh, she, she gets to one, she opens it, and she, she says, ah, this is, this is the one. Yes, yes, yes. Quite old books in here. Please, please, after you. I'm not going to, like, die if I walk through this room, am uh, I? No, of, of course not. That would be counterproductive to a door, wouldn't it? I mean, there's a lot of weird doors here. Uh, yes, the, these, these doors are um, magically attuned to uh, specific places within the compound. Oh, so it's like, uh, it's like an elevator. Uh, yes, actually, quite like an elevator that we have in this world, and that is okay. Very interesting. Yes, because there's magic in this world, so why can't there be a fucking elevator in this world? <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll walk through. All right. So as you get through, this place is a lot more cramped. Uh, it's the same It's the same layout as like a normal library. It's just like row and row and row after books. Mm. Uh, but these rows are like maybe two or three feet apart. Uh, and there's no way to move the it, you you have to shimmy okay. through through the books uh, and there are hundreds upon hundreds of thousands and thousands of books here uh, if the place back uh, at the beginning smelled like mold this one this one is reeking. deep it's reeking All it's right. really bad 
Uh, everything is drab color. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since I've smelled something that good. <laughs> uh, everything around you is drab colored, very earthy tones. Uh, there's carpet, but it has not seen much love. Mm. It is just ripped and torn in certain places. Uh, you can see just like uh, book carriers on their side, uh, just tipped over with spilled books. Um, and one man at a desk. Uh, he is very bald, very old, and just made of wrinkles. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he is writing furiously on a piece of paper, every now and then returning his quill to the inkwell. And, um, he's, and, and Ablin comes next to you and says, All right, this is the place that you will find your book, undoubtedly. It may take you some time, I assure you, but if you have questions, ask them very quietly to that man over there. Why are we got to be quiet? Shh. He is working. He knows where every book in this entire section is. And if you misplace a single book, he will kick you out of this place and never let you return. Mm -hmm. So, just, that is the only rule that he has here. He is the master of this particular domain. Be kind to him and he will be kind to you. And just be quiet. Can I eat him here? Um, yes, I suppose so. Do you have any mushrooms? I can get you some. Yes, please. With a glass of milk. Uh, all right. Thanks, um, Rem. The last thing I will uh, ask you... Are you staying for a while? Uh, it's to be determined. I've got to find this book, and then we'll figure it out from there. All right. And um, would you like uh, your own chamber? A chamber? Yes. Like Sleeping quarters... Wait, like you have rooms you can sleep slash oh, sleep in. Of course we do. And it's just for yourself. Um like not with someone else. No, it's it's, it's just for own. me. Just for you, yes. Wow. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Alright. And she like uh opens her her uh robe a little bit and like fishes in this pocket and then she pulls out this like silver key and hands it to you and on the key it has uh in elvish numbering uh, the number 51. Please. Um, so, yes, uh, all you need to do is go to the top floor of the university, back where we came from, and uh, your key will... Well, it'll let you know where to go from there. It'll let me know where to go from there. So the, the, this key has magic. Oh, of course. Okay. Does everything have magic in here? Um, well, not the glasses. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. Well, um, I, I will leave you to it, and I hope Wait. to see you right. Yes. What's Father Time's name? Um, Bernard. Bernard? Yes. Bernard. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I will leave you to it. I hope to see you again, Mr. Pod. Uh, thanks, welcome. Rem. Yeah, thanks, Rem. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> she walks off. <clears throat> All right, well, let's go talk to Father Time. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you walk up, and he has not lifted his eyes from his paper. He is writing furiously, but the closer you get, it looks like he's not actually writing anything. Like, there's no ink on the paper, but his hand is clearly moving like he's writing words, and he is returning his, uh, his quill to the inkwell over and over again, and you can even see there is ink on his, on his pen. But, uh... There's no words being produced on the paper. I take a seat next to him, and I watch his hand, and I try to read what he's writing. 
Interesting. Give me white magic check. Okay. It's just all of them. Yeah, it's just all of them. We, we, we know. We know, Pod. A pair of twos. A pair of nines. Oh, three of a kind. Three of a kind? Actually, two three of a kinds. Two three of a kind. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, you can read 100% what he's writing on there. So what's he writing? So he's writing a letter to what sounds like his daughter. It could be a granddaughter. Kind of hard to tell with the wording that he's using um, about his his time here. Uh, and you know he's he's spent a good deal a good deal of his life here, and he hopes that um, that she's doing well and that her family is uh, growing prosperous with the money that he keeps sending her. Um, but yeah, I just wait until he's done. Uh, okay. So you wait in silence for what seems like two or three hours. Um, and he hasn't changed paper. Uh, anytime he gets to the bottom corner of the paper, he just starts at the top corner, um, and continues on. Um, is there actually ink there? Is it magic or is it ink? It's magic. Okay. Yeah. It is being processed through magic and sent somewhere else. Your name's Brandon, right? Mm, no, it's it's not. And and he he's stopped writing and he's nodding and sort of smiling. And with his smile, even more wrinkles are just like crawling across his face. So I've got a question for you. You're writing, right? It's a very sweet letter, so sorry to read from it. Mm. But it's, there's no ink. Is this just going to another page? Is this magic con- communication? Uh Yes, it's um, it's a type of magic I actually have, um, well, processed myself. It, it's uh, it's not complicated. Uh, it uses the same magic that a journeyman's book would use. Um, but uh, this is actually uh, using one piece of uh, parchment and sending it to the journey book, and then the journey book sends it to its uh, partner quite fascinating. Can you do this with multiple books and multiple parchments? Um, yes, with enough uh, time I could uh, certainly um, uh, complete this. Um, I'm sorry, what, what, who are you? Oh, hi, my name's Pod. Uh, I was told you can help me find a book. You see, there's this dead guy, right? And I'm trying to figure out what killed him. Right, what is uh, the name of the book? Uh, you see, that's the problem I don't know. I was hoping you'd be mm. able to tell me by the magic that happened that killed him. That's what I'm trying to figure out, you see. See, see, there was a gun, and there was a scene. He got killed. We thought it was a gun. It turned out it wasn't really the gun. But there's a hole in his head, and it looks a lot like it. It's very singy. kind of looks like it might have been fire, but it's too precise to be like a fire breath from some sort of lizard person. You know, not like that. Uh, it, does this ring any bells? I know I've seen the book. I could feel it on the tip of my tongue. Um, it, uh, it could, possibly. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's dig down now. Um, all right. So, what shape was the, uh, wound in? Uh, a circular shape. Um, cylindrical? Right, circular. Right. Um, and, uh, was it, uh, funnel, uh, through the back? Uh, I'm smart, but I'm also a goblin. (laughs) Right. Um, yes. So, uh, a funnel, as in uh, it uh, fanned out? No, it just went straight through. Straight through, I see. Well, uh, in that case, um, it could be a number of different kinds of magics. I do uh, have a handful of books that may help you uh, out. Um, they would be, uh, let's see, row, 
Uh, Wait, question yeah. for you. If you were to go to the scene, would you be able to see it and recognise it from seeing it? Um, I could. Yeah, you want to take a trip in my mind? If that is alright with you. Yeah, sweet. I have this cool magic. It's, I call it phase shifting. And I could take a, a spatial place and just create mental pictures of it. And we can go back in 3D whenever we want. It's great. You ever done I, that? I am familiar, yes. Oh, it's great, right? Um, sometimes. Alright, let's go. Alright. And so he <laughs> he closes his eyes and he, like, kind of, like, offers you his palm and yeah, have you, you you watched that recently? Yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. All right. <laughs> uh, and as soon as you touch uh, his hand, you guys are back in that place. And yeah, uh, you see the goblin. You see Saban Lan. Uh, it is the exact same situation that you saw uh, when you made that mental picture. Um, you he sort of uh, looks around it and and takes his time around the goblin, um, sort of not even noticing that Saban Lan is, is knelt beside the goblin. And he's looking at the wound, and he nods, and then he's gone from the vision. Hmm. And you are left in this room, back where you started, a few days after everything kind of got crazy. It's quite nice in here. It's very quiet. Yeah. He just left, huh? Yeah. What was his name again? <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. I'm looking around. I'm just like, Brandon. Brandon. Fucking bastard. Snap. And there he is. You actually see him um, sort of like going through a ledger uh, really quickly and then flipping a page and then going through it really, really quickly. Um, he's like, yes, I've... Uh, I've known of this magic before. It is a uh, hybrid of uh, black magic. Um, it is strange, however, that it was used in this barbaric way. Usually things like this are used to um, uh, codify a wound or um, simply construct something out of wood or stone. Uh, this, however, this is, this is a very barbaric use of this magic. Um, Let's see. I, I believe there is uh, a handful of books that I will uh, guide you to. Uh, he tells you their names, and they are very complicated, uh, and none of them stick out to you. Uh, but uh, he, you know, he issues you orders on where they would be in his in his little domain here. He's like, "Is there anything else I can I can help you with?" None of these really feel right. Mm. These books, they, they sound close, but it, it's not right. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's a troubling, troubling thing. Um, well, as you know, you have complete reign over this place. I only ask you um, two very important uh, rules. One, uh, please stay quiet. And uh, two, um, return the book to where you found it. I can do that. All right. Is it okay if I use magic in here? Uh, of course. All yeah. right. Um. So, uh, what have uh, what have you decided to do? Paul? What have I decided to do? I've decided to go to each individual book that Mister Bernard has uh, has issued for us. Okay. And to read them carefully with as much pristine and 
kindness to the books as I can. Sure. And to not leave the area that I picked it up from, but to sit and just read it there. Or to stand if it's, there's no room to sit. Okay. Yeah, there wouldn't be any room to sit. Then I would be, just stand You there. could lean on the bookshelf behind you and, you know... But yeah, I would feel like I'd knock that. I'm a clumsy. Yeah, you, I would, yeah, you I probably would knock are. that over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you take the next few days to do this uh, because finding the books, uh, he gave you pretty good instructions as to where they are. But there are so many books mm-hmm. that they're really hard to find and their spines are sort of deteriorating and things like that. Can you give me just a magic check? Yeah. Just a general magic check, which is the same number. Of every other magic yeah, check I've ever done. Thing. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Six, five, five, one, one, six, six. Uh, three of a kind and two two pairs or two no, pairs. Three two pairs. Three two pairs. Okay. Three two pairs. Cool. Um, so yeah, you learn quite a lot. I mean, you learn the specific names of spells that you've done a hundred times, and these are like the scholars uh, of hundreds and hundreds of years of research done thousands of years ago. Now you're learning the names and where they came from and how they started. All these things that just were innate in you Mm -hmm. uh, when you were learning magic, and especially because you're a goblin, they didn't really teach teach you the names. They just taught you this is how you fucking do it, Mm -hmm. and this is how you make a prank out of it, and this is how you make it fun, or this is how you make it into a weapon. Right. Um, Now you're learning specifics about them and where they come from. Uh, A lot of talk about specific constellations or specific star clusters uh, that are giving uh, specific access to this particular type of white magic and black magic. Uh, You haven't really come across anything that's uh, elemental, um, because these books are so old that uh, the elemental magics weren't, weren't yet. even discovered. Yet. It was just basic magic. Yeah, just basic <laughs> magic. Um, but it is a valuable history lesson that takes you multiple weeks or multiple days in doing. Uh, during these uh, handful of days that you're uh, learning all of this, uh, you run into Ablin uh, a handful of times and she asks you pointed and specific questions about your goblin uprising. Uh, up, upbringing, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, not uprising, um, and uh, specifically, like, why do goblins do pranks? Oh, it's part of our society. Yes, and I I understand that much, but it, it's a strange um, ritual. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. Um, is is there any reason you left your? Well, because. Why would I do a prank? I'm smarter than everybody else. It's not fun anymore. That is a, well, open-minded, I suppose, way of looking at it. Uh, Are there many other goblins like you? (laughs) Probably not. I mean, unfortunately, this bloke that I'm trying to figure out what happened to, that was a friend of mine. Um, It's quite sad to see a goblin die. We don't really kill each other a lot. We, we, We don't really dislike each other. Just, we get fucking irritated. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. It's yeah. more just like a like a ruling thing, right? Like you know a lot of good magic, right? Yeah. You know a lot of things, remember, right? You know. Yes. Yeah, so so you are yeah. considered a, a high tier, right? Yes. Right. Well, uh, I could pants you right now in front of everyone, and in a goblin society, I would be high tier because I'll just make fun of you. I I see. That is that is quite strange. Yeah. But sort of beautiful in in a way. It's it's a very 
primitive yet complicated system. Yes. But if I did it at the wrong moment or without the right people looking, it would have backfired on me. Ah. See, I if see. you were giving like a very important speech, if you were like actually doing something of value to your rank, then I would not be able to do a prank because it would be outside the jurisdiction. Now, if we're just walking in a pub, then I can make fun of you. I see. All right. Well, uh, well, I appreciate that. And um, uh, how is your work? Uh, you know, it's very fascinating being here. I'm learning so much, but it's not, it's not what I'm looking for. And I still can't get what this is off my tongue. I've learned so much. There's so much you don't understand that... I've just absorbed the the way this magic works, the way it actually interacts with your bean. It's so interesting. I'm normally just like, and I like have like a flame pop out of my hand, and like <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's magic. But now I can feel it coming through my entire arm, going through up. I can con- control with the flame. I can keep it just by understanding it, not just creating it. That's that's what we do here. We understand. Creating is one thing. Anybody can create, but to understand why. And to understand the mechanics within, then you can truly master it. But I still can't find this book. <laughs> right, of course. Well, I'm sure that Bernard is more than happy to help you if you have any other questions, and I am around as well. Um, there has been some talk mm. about you around the premises, uh, right. uh, and I hope you don't mind me... Uh, coming out candidly and Look, saying... Look, I know. I'm very dashing. And you are very pretty. And but she is not blushing and quite. smiling super hard. <laughs> <laughs> but not... I mean... Uh, that's the, not... Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that, but that's not quite what I meant. Oh. Um, what right. I was... Uh, more... In, will you teach a class? A class? Yes, on Goblin Society. On Goblin Society? Yes. But there's no goblins here. Um... We have only seen, as far as I know, two goblins ever Hmm. come here. And that's thousands of years. I don't really like my past, if that's any If you don't want to, I understand. Just, you know, keep it in mind, I suppose. I'll tell you what. You help me find this book, and I will teach at least one class for you. That is a promise. I stick my hand out. (laughs) <laughs> and and she reaches up and she grabs and shakes your hand. She's like, we will do everything in our powers. Fantastic. So I'll catch you Sunday, yeah? It's a date. And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. All right. So, um, yeah, you continue working on these couple books. And um, Bernard actually interrupts you one day uh, and sort of peeks his head around the corner where you're reading a book. And he's like, um, Mr. Pod, I am... Um, uh, I, uh, realized what you were looking for um these these books yes they are very valuable in your search uh the black magic ones especially would be quite um beneficial but one thing that i uh came across in my research uh towards this um is that the magic you uh look are looking for is uh qu- quite old uh these books of course would have uh the information you seek however um, there is a, another section of uh, the library that, um, well, uh, a handful of people are allowed to see. Um, it is uh, imperative that you uh, be allowed into this place. So I have, uh, well, I've um, uh, issued a, um, 
uh, a declaration for you to uh, be considered for entry into this part of the library. Now, uh, you have been very kind here in putting the books back, and your silence is um, uh, very appreciated. And, uh, Pod. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, you may visit the Arcanium. The Arcanium? The Arcanium. Right. So what you're telling me, Brendan, is that you, you said all these books were like very, very old, but there's even older books somewhere that I, I didn't know about. Um, these are recreations of those older books, yes. And why haven't we gone there yet? Um, well, to be honest, I uh, didn't know the nature of your question completely. Oh, Mr. yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's go. Right, um, of course. And so he gathers up a couple of books uh, of his own and his paper and quill, and he uh, shuttles you out um, and hey, into... Hey, Brendan. What's that? Hey, Brendan. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Why do we walk everywhere? Isn't this like magic? Can't we just teleport places? Um, teleportation is not a thing. That's right. <laughs> Wait, uh, <laughs> that no, that's totally DM, right. Wait, yeah, that is right. No, I totally remember. Teleportation that's is tele- not, a not a thing. Okay, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Wait, but the key. What's with, what's with the key? Right. So the key. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, the first night that you're here, uh, you're you're getting sort of tired, and so you're like, all right, uh, yeah, I'll come, I gotta, call I gotta, it a night. Call it a night. Yeah, yeah. Go find my my room. And Brandon you, was still there, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have never seen him outside of this place. So he always is in there. Yes. Good old Bernard. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So you take yourself up to the very top of the university section of this place, um, and you see one single door. uh, And you take your key out, and you are just about to put it into the keyhole when it, like like flies itself into the key. Oh, okay. um, And opens the door, and there inside is your room. Oh, okay. So it's like a split dimensional room where there's like multiple different of the same room. No. Okay. So what is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you want to ask? Uh, Ablin or uh, Bernard? Let's go with Ablin. I feel like we're going to have a lot of Bernard. Let's go with Ablin. All right, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, hey, Rem, what's with this key? It's very odd. It like just shot into the door. I've never seen it happen before. Yes, it's, uh, it's a curious little creature, isn't she? Yeah. Um, well, so um, we have tied our existence here to the meteor, as I've mentioned before. And uh, that right, meteor. Right, in life, right, right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that, uh, that meteor is. Um, it's granted us a handful of. Um, Liberties when it came to construction. So and we're sleeping in this meteor. Is this? Of course not. No, okay. you are sleeping in your own chamber. Um, however, that chamber is um, one of many hundreds of thousands that um, rotate. Rotate. Yes. Explain. Uh, well, um, so there is. Uh, let's let's say that uh, there is a, a hotel. And uh, this hotel has an um, infinite number of uh, rooms in it. Right. Um, now, if uh, every single room was filled with uh, an occupant, um, and there was <laughs> occupant, <laughs> there was one more customer who would like a room, um, that's quite easy. If there is an infinite number of rooms, all you would have to do is shift 
the person in room one to room two, then from room two to room three, and room three to room four, and so far, so on, and so forth into infinite infinity. But then, if there's a limited number of rooms, as there would be, what happens to the last person? He just goes into room one and then continues to move. Oh about. well, uh, let's say that the last person was in room one hundred and fifty-one. Uh, all he would have to do, because there is an infinite number of rooms, is room to uh, move to room. 152. So you're just creating new rooms out of nothing? Um, yes, actually. Fascinating. The instant that uh, you put your key in, uh, that room is created. And beyond the door, that's where the room is. So if I created another key, could I create a bakery? Um, well, we have plenty of bakeries outside of the compound. Oh, I mean, I know. I'm just learning. Um, I, I suppose you could create a bakery, um... Is it limited to the fact that it's the same room over and over again? Or could it be multiple rooms of different types and structures? It could be an infinite number of rooms, I suppose. Hmm. Quite fascinating. Things are very odd here. Things are quite odd, but you will get uh, you will get used to them. You, this is nearly your first week here, so... Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything else I can help you with? Now, I think that's it. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> and she runs off to her uh, room. So uh, yeah, there you are. Uh, and you've you've rested up, and you're you're out, and now you're walking down the hall with Bernard. Um, and uh, this is, as I said, the very first time you've ever seen him outside of his chamber. And good old Brendan. Yeah, good old Bernard. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, he, he comes to this door, uh, that is very plain, very simple. Um, most of the doors around here are very ornate and gorgeous, but this one is, is just plain wood, normal brass knob. Do I feel magic on this door at all? Um, because like every other, I mean, it's, it's, see, it's really hard to know where the magic is and isn't because it's just everywhere. It's just everywhere. It's so thick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's like painting a wall, um, it's hard to know once you're finished where the paint isn't, mm. uh, unless you look really real close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So um, you walk in, and inside it, it looks just like a small little office, um, and there's a desk, but no one's there. And um, he says, "Now, here, Mister Pod, this is uh, the uh, Arcanium, and uh, this is where we uh, well we copy uh, old books and." Um, if I am not writing my letters, if I am not um, performing certain tasks in in my domain, then this is where I am. Uh, I am gathering a handful of books and starting to hand copy them. Um, this is should be where you will find your um, book. Yes. So, Brendan, you go to other places except for the one other place I'll see you all the time. At, at times, I do. Yes. Yeah. Do you sleep at all? Um. Uh, no, I, I don't find sleep uh, productive. Very interesting. Yes. Thank you for all your help, Brendan. Of course. Um, if there's anything you will need, I will be back um, in my chamber. Domain. Yes. yes, yes. Okay. Good night, Mr. Pot. And he walks out. Brendan. <laughs> and uh, the door closes, and it's just a hollow sound. And there is no one. There's no movement. There's no smell. There's no light. It's it's lit somewhere, but you can't figure out exactly where it's lit. 
and it's a very green sickly color mm. um you have a feeling that it's because that light is specifically designed to pr uh protect the the parchments and mm -hmm. and uh, binding so it doesn't hurt books. the books yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what i figured yeah um so yeah you are left in this place and so are there books on the shelf are there books on the table like where are they uh they're all uh on shelves there are a handful of rolled up um like scrolls uh there is books bound by a uh, string there's books that are just the cover um, and two or three pages are slid through the covers as if most of the other book was destroyed or something. Okay. Um, it's sort of a mishmash of what looks like books that are halfway finished or books that are just begun. Just begun. Yeah. Okay. Um, I smell. I smell. I see if there's a smell I remember. So I, I take a big whiff and just... You can't quite smell anything in particular. No parchment, no paper, no, no. like nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um then I I try to feel feel it out with magic. I try to see if there's some sort of emanation, some sort of something that's calling me. Give me magic roll. Uh pair of sevens and a pair of twelve. Pair of sevens, pair of twelves. Okay. Um, yeah. You do feel something a little weird. Something off about this room. There's, there's a little tickle. And you walk over and pick up just any random piece of, of paper. And you pick it up and you uh, unroll it. <coughs> and on it, it's completely blank. Until you stare at it for just a little longer. And then it just fills top to bottom very tiny print in... A language that you don't understand mm. and then you stare a little bit harder and the letters of that language start shifting and moving and changing into a language that you thought you knew but nah, it couldn't couldn't have been that and then it shifts one more time and then it's in goblin the entire thing top to bottom goblin in the tiniest print you have ever seen and it starts to it it it's uh starts to make sentences and and paragraphs and until the entire page is filled and on it it says mr pod i am very happy that you have found me it is important and imperative that you leave this place immediately. There is no information in this library that will tell you what you need to find. The first thing that you need to do is you need to get on a boat and you need to leave as fast as possible. You are in grave danger. Everything you know, everything you've come to find out is a lie. Everything, every person, everyone is out to kill you. You will die if you do not leave this place immediately. Drop this paper now. Go ahead and roll me a magic check. This got good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. This one got messed up. Hold on. This might be one of those unlucky moments. Yeah? Yeah, give me one sec. Let's see, there's a six. That's a nine. That's a nine. I got one pair. One pair? Okay. One pair. Okay. Um, well, that's fine. Um, because out of instinct, you drop the, the parchment, and it hits the floor, 
and the corner of it just turns to dust and ash. It is so brittle, so fine, that the the mere act of dropping it to the floor just made a little bit crumble off. Um, and you you try and like reel your mind from that, and and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that this would happen. It what was, do you do? This language, I, I I didn't know this language. Now I knew this language. I don't. Eggs, eggs, eggs. I gotta talk. I gotta contact eggs. I sit down and I try to mentally project myself into eggs. Okay. Okay. I try to figure out what's because obviously there's something wrong. Give me another magic roll. Uh, so for the record, you have been here for about ten days. Okay. Okay. But what does that actually mean in time? You have no idea. Okay. A pair of fours, a pair of five, and a pair of sixes. Okay. So you mentally project yourself outward, uh, trying to find ages. And it takes you a little while. Um, your mind is, uh, again, sort of playing with you because of that parchment that you just read telling you to leave because everything you know is, is a lie. And you, you finally find him. And he's in a dwarven city, and it's hard to tell what time of day it is, but he's asleep, and you look around, and you see a cat sleeping across the room from him. A cat? A cat. I don't trust cats. Uh, And the cat actually sort of like shakes herself awake and looks up at you. What are you doing here? And she like narrows her eyes and starts to hiss a little bit and like do that guttural like thing cats do shut up stupid cat (laughs) (laughs) um he's not responsive i look around the room is there anything that's off anything that's weird um it what's weird is that this looks exactly like your chamber back in the brother's coin back in the White Heart province. And you know for a, a fact that, you know, all the chambers in, in the Brothers Coin, they, they are laid out ver- fairly, uh, fairly similar. Mm-hmm. So your chamber and Aegis's chamber would roughly be the exact same, and this is roughly the exact same. Okay. So it's almost as if you are in the Brothers Coin, but not, not in the White Heart province. <clears throat> You're in the Brothers Coin in a dwarven settlement. But they were a mercenary group, so that would make sense. Okay, so it's not that I feel uncomfortable in no, this location. No. Okay, um, I do if I do a mental face shift. I like lock that memory, and I'm trying to figure out what that other language is because there's there's something about that language. Obviously, the the one before it turned into goblin that I thought I knew, but I didn't recognize it. Right? Okay. 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 So I'm trying to figure out what that is. Uh, so you sort of you know focus really really hard because again that parchment is on the back of your mind scratching your 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 spinal cord it feels like trying to get your legs and body to move and you you're thinking you're thinking you're thinking you like wait i have seen that language before and you look over at aegis's stuff and you see uh, a book laid out um from his backpack and the cover is in that language it's orcish Orcish. 
And I only know Aegis speaks Orcish. Yeah, because he Aegis does speak is Orcish. Orcish. Yes. Okay. Okay. But I don't know Orcish. No. So why would I switch to that first instead of Goblin? That's a good question. Something doesn't feel right about this parchment. Mm-hmm. Is this parchment still here? It only crumbled in the corner, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you bring yourself back to the the library room, <clears throat> and you look down, and the parchment is empty again. Okay. But as you look at it... I don't touch it. Yeah. I do not touch it again. Right. But okay. as you look at it, it's starting to fill up again. First in a language you've never seen before. Then it starts to go into Orcish, and you, you get that. Then it goes straight into Goblin, and it says, Mr. Pod, you need to leave. Everything here is a danger to you. Everyone you have ever met here is lying to you. Everything you know is a lie. You need to leave. You are in danger. If you don't leave tonight, and it just keeps going on and on and on like this. But you're not giving me facts. I need facts. Understanding. I need to understand why this is a danger. I'm talking to the parchment. (laughs) It is not responding. It is repeating over and over again in different ways different sentence structures, different ways. There's a handful of sentences that don't quite make sense in Goblin. Like it, it tried to, it tried to make a sentence from a, like from a translation of a language of a language into Goblin. Mm. And so like it, the meaning got lost in translation. So it, it, it would be something like death is the night of tonight. And the you is now. So and like, so I'm getting the point. It's just I'm not quite understanding. It. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's not quite right. Uh, like the syntax is all wrong and things like that. So yeah, the language is being manipulated. Every single time you look at a new line, it's just another way of saying the same thing that you're in danger or that everyone is lying to you. All right, so I need to leave. <laughs> um, I I roll up the scroll. I put it back wherever I found it. Um, and then I go to the door and I try to get out. Okay. Uh, so you open it and there is Aplin standing there. Rem. And, and she's like, I, we were so worried about you. What, what happened in there? What do you mean what happened? You, you've been in there for days. What do you mean days? I was in there for five minutes. You know the weirdest crap I've seen in there. What, what did you see? A page bur says, just that I had to leave. That was all it said. I just had to leave. In a language I've never seen before. And then it changed into another language I thought I saw before. Uh, I figured out what it was. And then all of a sudden it just goes into a different language that I knew. Pod, and I could see it. What? You have been in there for three days. For three days? Yes. It, no. I was not in there for three days. We were trying to open the door from the outside and we could not do it. There is no such way I was in there for three I was in there for maybe an hour. And you see, um, uh, not Brandon. God damn you. <laughs> What's his goddamn name? Brandon. Bre- no, not Brandon. <laughs> yes. No, it's Brandon. Not- no, I call him Brandon. Yeah, all right. His well, name see- is Brandon. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Uh, you see him walking up and he, he just- Bernard. Has- Bernard. There we go. He has this just concerned and worried look on his face. He's like, I, Mr. Potter, is everything all right? I, I did not mean for you to go in- into that room and- and, and become lost. I, I I thought you would be able to resist the the temptations of of. I'm I'm so sorry, Mister Pod. The temptations, temptations of what? Of well, the liar's deck for one. What's a liar's deck? It's 
Well, it's a piece of parchment. Brendan. Did you read it? Brendan, of course I read a parchment. You gave me no info. Also, you lied to me about this room. I'm feeling a little judgmental about everybody at the moment. Just take one step back from me, mate. It's a good step. You you said that, and he actually <laughs> does take a step back. You you see, you said that the it, it started as one language and turned to another. Many different languages. Yes. Many different languages. Yes, that is that is the liars. And did you read it? Yes, I read it multiple times. I have it burned in my mind. You remember the magic I was telling you about? I love doing it. It's really great. I could go back to it at any moment right now if I want to. It's a very interesting language it read in. What language was that? Well, it must have first been Old Elvish. Old Elvish? No, I've never seen Old Elvish before. Not many have. That's quite interesting. And it went to Orkish for some reason. I don't well, know Orkish. That was the second language ever made. Oh. Well, what was the third language? Goblin. Really? Yes. So what was the fourth language? Um, well, common is what the humans call it. Right. And the fifth? Uh, I suppose, um, Dwarven. Dwarven, alright. What's the, th what's the f sixth? Um, somewhere in the meantime, I suppose the uh, uh, Ogres would have created a language at that point. Uh, the Garuda also at, at some point, we're not sure when. Uh, the sixth language would have been, um, I suppose, Halfling. Alright, you pass the test. So why do you have this stupid paper in here? It needs to be copied. For what? Well... It seems to be copying itself quite fine. It's uh, a challenge to copy it, for sure, yes. But uh, it is just as important as any other piece of parchment in there. It is a very old and very specific type of magic. So then what kind of magic is it, and why is it in there? And what does it do? Well, the liar's deck lies. It lies. How do you know it lies? What if it does tell the truth? <laughs> Well, uh, when I read it, it said that I would die that night if I didn't leave. That Did was you? 70 years ago. I mean, but have you left anywhere? I've only ever seen you in one location. Well, no, of course not. And, and Ablin pipes up. She's like, yeah, well, yes, I, I suppose from a certain point of view, it might seem like it wasn't lying to him, but I leave the... The, the, this this place all the time and have you read this page before yes it said that if i didn't leave that night i would die that was maybe eight nine years ago and i've left dozens of times something doesn't feel right it's the liar's parchment pod i i assure you it, this is what it does you told me you would help me find my book i have not found my book yet all right Mr. Pod, yes, you're right. Would you like to return, and I will come with you? Who's or Bernard will come with you. Can you both? More hands, the better. I suppose, and she looks over Bernard, and he nods. He's like, of, of course, Mr. Pod, we'll happily help. Perfect. Rem, let us first, and Bernard, right after you. All right, so they walk in first, and... I walk in after them. All right, yeah. So there you are, all three of you in this completely silent, smellless room, and the parchment is still on the floor, and it, it the corner is actually chipped off, and and you see Bernard like kind of gasp a little bit and and pick it up and and roll it up very very carefully, and he's like, I understand that you were um you were terri terrified and and that is uh, tragic, but 
please, in the future, be very, very careful with the items in this room. Hmm. And he he ties the string back up and places it gently back in its in its place. Fantastic. Where's my book? Um, your your book. I I, well, um, let's let's. Let's try this. And she takes Ablin's hand and she uh, he sort of forcibly takes your hand as well and uh, closes his eyes and she does the same. I'm placing a magical barrier on my mind. <laughs> I do not trust at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I lock a few memories in the back. <laughs> sure. Uh, are you letting them in to look for your book? To help yes, you look? yes. Okay. But there are like goblin memories, personal <laughs> traits that I'm locking on this sure. other side. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you're able to to partition off your mind, and they are able to uh, sort of enter yours, and uh, yeah, now you can hear them in your brain, and they're sort of rooting around in certain areas, and it sounds like they're in a echoey room, and it's it's sort of hard to picture where they are, um, but you you feel the sense of I don't know, aid, just like they are here to help. Okay. Um, and they are truly trying to find whatever book you're trying to find. Um, and it's not quite working. Hmm. And eventually they, you hear like a scream and you think it might've been Ablin. So you turn to where it came from and she's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you hear a gasp. And you know it was Bernard, and you look over, and Bernard's not there anymore. Okay. And then you hear laughter. Very deep laughter. I know this laughter, don't I? You do know this laughter. It's from the dead necromancer guy that came after we killed all the people. Uh, yes. We were resurrected. Okay. Yes. Okay. I knew it right. He's like, Mr. Pod, <sighs> it has been so long. Why are you I here? I have finally found you. Why are you here? Who are you? And where did the other two go? I have something I would like to show you. Since you're in the biggest library in the world, I thought you might appreciate this. And he sort of like, you see the remembered image of the room that you are actually standing in. Mm -hmm. And that image moves and shifts really fast, uh, but in sort of sections. So like the left part moves faster than the right part, and the top moves slower than the left. But, you know, and it's it kind of cobbles itself together. And you're standing now in front of uh, a pretty tall bookshelf, and there are dozens of books around. There's one book in particular that has... It was once a red cover, and now is... Black. pretty much brown oh. and gross and but then it starts to like look new and newer and newer until the leather itself is then just perfect and shiny and on it um is in complete illegible writing um because it is in a language you do not understand uh it has a title and that is the exact book that you were looking for and the voice comes back and says, I really want you to read this very carefully. What is it? I can't understand it. 
You will understand it, Mr. Pod. You will understand it. You still didn't answer my question. And he's gone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you open your eyes and you're standing there and you see uh, Ablin next to you just shaking and she is terrified and you see Bernard like cl- hands clasped like looking away from you trying not to look at you and Ablin eventually like pipes up and says M- Mr. Pod um, I-, I believe your time here is um, nearing its end if, if you would um, please if you would please hurry it along. All right. <laughs> uh, so you walk over to that bookshelf that you saw in your mind, and sure enough, there's that really gross, brown, dirty book right there, front and center, as if it was placed for you. And you pull it off very carefully. Um, and it cracks and creaks as it opens, but yeah, you can't read a word of it. Bernard, you ever read this before? I, Mr. Pod, uh, if, um, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, can we please leave? I can't leave this book with Take it, take the book. And Avelyn says, yes, just, just take the book. All right, then. <laughs> sleep <laughs> all right uh, and they follow uh, uh, after you and um you don't see a lot of people around mm-hmm. there's not a lot of this is part of the university place um and you don't you don't see a lot of people around and actually you look up and you notice that it's nighttime you finally see stars up above even though it's been like sunny for weeks yeah it's been sunny for weeks but now you're starting to see stars and the very faint yellow orange glow of a setting sun and um Ablin sort of finally looks up at you and says Mr. Pod we appreciate everything that you've done for us and I hope that you have found what you were looking for but I, I believe that you have to leave. Why is that? Your presence here is a danger to everyone. And yet I thought I was being welcomed here, teaching a class and all that. In time, maybe you will be able to return, but as it stands, I I, I don't believe you should be here. What did you see in there? I saw something... I shouldn't know. Well, there's obviously something I don't know. And I came here to learn. Are you not allowed to share knowledge? It was something very personal. That I shouldn't have seen. I blocked off a lot of my stuff in there. You're one powerful little snugger to get in there. (laughs) Um, And she sort of realizes that you're not understanding what exactly she (laughs) is saying. Um, so she puts her hand on your arm and you immediately remember what she's talking about. And it is not, it's not good. It is very personal. It is very her. It is something that she's going to have to deal with. Oh, what will happen? (laughs) It's sad and, and very sad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Pod, there isn't anything as powerful 
as that. And I would appreciate it if you would respect my wishes at least and take your leave. You can stay in the White Valley for as long as you want, but as for the library, for now, that's off limits. You have your book. I have my book. Yes, and she walks off. And Bernard is still there, just like, sort of coming to grips with what what happened. And he said, "Um, Mr. Pod, I understand that it is time for you to leave, but I would like to warn you against something. The entity that you carry is not safe in this valley. Entity? What do you mean, entity? The voice. What voice? You heard the voice. Oh, yeah, but it's not mine. Somebody else. Not really sure what it does. It comes up now and again. Are you saying that wasn't you? No. This is... And he just, like, backs off and, like, beelines it to his study. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, man. This is good. All right, so I'm just standing there with this book. Yeah, you have the book now. Let's leave. All right. I get out of the library. Yeah, so you walk yourself out of the university part and into the uh, open, open, more open I leave leave a note right at the door with the key, the, like, 51 key. It's like... Maybe in 30 years, I'll see you on a Sunday date. <laughs> i leave it on the side. <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, you um, you finally make your way out, and, yeah, it's it's dusk, and there's a lot less people out. Um, uh, brother Matthew and his brother are still outside taking questions uh, from specific people, and he looks back at you and says, Ah, it's it's a wonderful evening, isn't it? Where's the pub around here? Um, uh, the pub, yes. Uh, straight down that way, and he points you to that direction. Thanks. And uh, you walk off, and uh, yeah, it's it's a quieter night, for sure, than what you came into uh, many weeks ago. And the closer you get to the pub, the more you hear music. Okay. And it's pretty loud. Pretty loud music. And it's pretty great. Yeah. And it's starting to, <laughs> yeah, you're already <laughs> sort of bobbing along to that music. As we're doing this, uh, I'm scanning through the book, and I'm just taking mental pictures of the book because it's in bad condition, right? Yeah, it's. In I'm bad taking condition. mental pictures in case something happens to the book. You got it. You got it. Um, and as as you notice almost immediately, all of this is in a language you do not speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, you open the door to the pub, and they're enjoying the revelry and providing the incredible music is Yoan Gray. And again, he's taking up a bit too much space for his little little body frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you hear instruments that you don't see, and everyone is loving it, drinking, having a good time. Yeah, I find a seat in the back. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Uh, so yeah, there you are in the back, and he's still playing. I'm reading the book. All right, just reading the book. I'm so lost in the book. I did barely even notice him. Okay. Like, I heard the music, but I was just looking to get a drink. All right. Uh, so you're you're reading a couple of pages, and you're not even sure why you're looking at this. Like, yeah, it's the right book, but you can't read it. You've never been able to read it. You're not even sure why 
you would have thought that finding this book would have given you the answers that you were looking for, but here you are. You're reading this and just looking at the shapes that the apparently the words are, are taking. And then out of the corner of your eye on the other page from what you're looking at, you see a goblin word. You look over, and, and there it is. The word for caring. And you're like, Man, that's weird. Um, and then it is weird. out of the other corner or out of the corner of your other eye, you on the first page you were looking at, you see the word for understand. And then the more your eyes are sort of darting back and forth between these two pages, the more goblin words are starting to show up mm. and it gets a little weird because like the book is translated. Eventually. Itself. Yeah. Eventually the entire two pages are translated 100% into Goblin, and you close the book, and the cover now is translated into Goblin. Son of a bitch. And it says on the cover, the first magic. The first magic. And below it is the author's name. And his name is Elify Il. Elify Il. Yes. Elify Il. I've never heard that, have I? No. Okay. And you open it back up, and every single page is in Goblin, perfectly translated, as if it never was in any other language. I, again, take mental pictures, but this time translated. Yeah. And I'm just flipping through. I'm chugging beer at this point. <laughs> like, I am I am just chugging it. Like, I am so distraught. I yeah. am just, okay. All right. So um, the song ends and everybody's clapping and then everybody's enjoying it. And, and you hear Johan say, um, I have just noticed that someone uh, quite dear to me has returned and I will be taking a break. But do not fear, I will be returning to this stage in just a little while. Everybody, please enjoy. Enjoy your night. And everyone's like, yay. And the girls are trying to get like mm-hmm. his attention yeah. and things like that. But he's like, yes, yeah, like, yeah, a good course, way. A good way. Of course. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Of course. And, uh, and he makes his way back to you and he sits down and he takes your beer and chugs it. And just like, you can see there, there's sweat on his, on his brow. Like he is working. Yeah, he is he, working hard. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's working a hard. Working man. Hard working yeah, man. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Mr. Pod, it is quite, a treasure to see you again. It has been quite a long time, hasn't it? Oh, man, it must have been months. Where have you been? I've been reading. Reading? Uh, what, what's the book? That looks quite old. Holy, wow, that's a lot. That's that's very old. That's an old book. Let's just put it this way, Mr. What was your name once again? Gray. You're Gray. Gray. That's yes, right. It has been Gray. Oh, Gray. Oh, yes. hello, Gray. Yes, How hello. are you? I'm fine. Holy crap, you've gotten old. I, I mean... It's only been a few months. Your but beard, your hair oh, is yes, long. The, the beard, yes. I, I, I thought the beard would be a little more dashing. Yeah, and, and yeah. A few of, well, the other musicians uh, agreed. Right. So, yeah, yes. it hides your stupid chin. Yeah, uh, a good uh, of reading. Course, of course. <laughs> and uh, goblins so, don't have chins. <laughs> so, um, would would you like a drink? Get, On me. Get me four. Hey, you got a deal. Of course. Any any motions for the barkeep to come over and and pour you four? He's like, so, what have you been doing? I have been enjoying this lovely valley. Oh, they pay so well. They love my music. They don't even know who I am. And, best of all, I hear rumors. They don't mind the necromancy, if you know what I mean. Speaking of which, Gray. Yes. 
You are familiar with entities inside of you, yes? Uh, I, I am, yes. yes. How do you know if you have an entity inside of you? Uh, well, um, in my case, it was... Um, it's not really a feeling as just the knowledge. I woke up one morning um, after a quite long sleep, and there they were. There they were. As in, like, they were just standing in front of you. You were in your mind, you were in your room. This whole time, by the way, I'm just reading. I'm not looking it's at as him. If, um, it's as if someone is in the room with you as well. Not necessarily looking at you, and you're not looking at them, but you know that they're there. A presence. Yeah. I'm still reading. I didn't even look at him. That's I'm fine. just reading yeah, yeah. this whole time. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, I'm just reading. Uh, like I'm just reading. I'm so. So he is starting to explain uh, what he's been doing for the past couple months, and just loving this place that he's in. Um, and a couple of times, you actually hear his voice change, uh, and then change back, and then change into one that you've never heard before, and then change into uh, the one that doesn't like you, and then change. <laughs> it just keeps changing over and over again, and each one is sort of telling you a different kind of story. But the more you're reading, the more you can't hear him. And the more you're sort of not paying attention to the world around you, and it feels sort of like you're leaning closer and closer into the book and trying to sort of absorb as much information as you can, and you you keep turning page after page after page after page, and it, it seems like there's no end. There's no end to this book. It just keeps going and going, and it just has more and more information, and you're trying to take as much in as you can, but you're being polite, and you're listening to Johan and, and his friends, and but that doesn't make any sense. He, Johan's not even here. Mm. I mean, you're, you're not even here, right? right? Am I? You're not even here. You're not in a pub. You're not in the White Valley. You can't be in the White Valley because you're in your chamber. You're in your chamber back in the Elven territory. The White Valley doesn't doesn't even exist yet. The White Valley, what is the White Valley? No, 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 no. You're more concerned right now about this strange feeling that you keep having when you when you try and reach out for something. And uh, man, if only your wife were here, she'd be able to tell what exactly was happening. I don't but have a wife. for some reason, she's not here. Where where is your wife? What uh, you know where your wife is? She's across town. She's helping your brother move into his new place. Brother, isn't that right? Yeah, of course, of course she is. But that's not important right now. You need to make sure that the feeling that you're getting is is not just something weird inside you. No, no, no. This is this is tangible. You saw light. You you were able to move something with your mind how were you able to do that I and something. you close you close <laughs> the book that you're writing and you you get up and you look at your looking glass and there you are i mean you're getting up there in age you're easily 300 and 400 years old so yeah there's there's a couple of lines showing up but honestly you look pretty good you look pretty good for your age you look pretty strong for an elf around your age for an elf yeah. I'm not an elf. And you look outside and there there are your two kids. And they look real happy. They're they're playing with some, I don't know, some toy that you your wife or maybe your brother got them. 
some market that passed through your town not too long ago, but you're happy. You're happy. And that pesky war down south, that's never going to reach you. That's never going to come to you. Stop. And then you start remembering, like, well, I mean, even if it does, you have this incredible gift, and no no one knows about it. Only you know. LFI, that's you. That's me. So the being in me is Elify, the very first magician or wizard who wrote the very first book, who kind of created magic. Well, maybe not created it. You're a hundred percent sure that you move that cup with your brain. You don't know how. Just know but that maybe if you spent a little more time, you could figure it out. And so you do. You spend so much more time. I mean, hours and weeks, days and days and months and months go by and you're working on it. And eventually you're able to do it just like that. You're able to just grab that cup right out of the air as if, boom, someone threw it to you right, right in the sweet spot. You're able to grab it and you're like, hell yes, this is amazing. I don't even know how I'm doing this and this is amazing. And then it's it's 30 years down the road and your little girl, your little boy, they're, they're older now. They're starting to get jobs in the town. And that's, that's great. And that's, that's great. But it's not really prudent. It's not important. What is important right now is that you can move objects with your mind. And let's see. So you try something new. You try something completely different. You try to take something away. You try to make a door where there isn't one. And you imagine that there is no door. That there is no wall. It is... You could just walk right out. You could walk right out into your front yard. And eventually that's the truth. And you can walk right out there and and watch your kids... uh, No, the kids aren't playing outside anymore. Right. No, no, no. They're they're in town. They have their own jobs. Um, Your wife, she must be in her garden. So you look over and... All the plants are dead. Um, that's that's weird. How did that happen? I mean, j- just a couple of weeks ago, she was out here and they looked beautiful. Oh, and those tomatoes that she were she was growing, they were juicy and full and red. Something's not right. And now there's no one there. But it doesn't really matter because now you can move things with your mind and you can make walls disappear. So you're going to... You're going to focus on this. You're going to study this even harder. You're going to go even deeper into what is going on. And eventually you find out. It is a conversation that you are having with the very light from the stars. And it's not very far from there that you realize that that conversation is also being had from the void between the stars. And you realize that, well, if that's true, all I have to do is have a better conversation with the stars and with the void. And then I can do anything. I can recreate this entire house around me into whatever I want. And so you do in an instant, your small little hovel, the pride and joy of your family that you gifted to your son. Who's well, he's, he's moved away now. He, he found another wife some distance away but that doesn't matter because you can make this into a mansion and so you do and it's huge 
I mean, a hundred rooms, uh, thousands and thousands of places to go and things to do. And you make it all within a day. And so you run outside and you're, you want to tell your wife, you search for her in the garden and, and she's not there. Okay. But there, it's a mansion now, so she's got to be somewhere. You check the livery, you check the kitchen, you check the conservatory. You never knew you would ever have a conservatory. What's a conservatory? It's uh, it's uh, basically like a uh, glass room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no one, no one's there. And that's that's when you remember. That's right. She's she's nowhere. She left quite a long time ago, didn't she? She's she's living with your brother now. But that's that's all right. He's he's a good man. He can provide for her, and 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 that's that's what's most important. And it doesn't matter anyway. You you have this. You just created a mansion, and townsfolk are coming and wondering what is happening, and they're worried. Why are they worried? I mean, this is this is a this is a magical thing. I mean, literally. But they're worried, and they start getting really worried. Because you won't stop. You keep wanting to grow more and more and more, better and better at what you're doing, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're getting better. And this is not just for you. No, this is for your entire race. Because that war down south, oh, it got worse. It got a lot worse. It started creeping north and north, and the orcs, you thought that the orcs could stop it, but it's not being stopped. No. It got worse. And so you dedicate yourself. You make sure that every mo- m- movement you make from here on out will make your race, your elven race, stronger. And you dedicate to the... So instead of hoarding this power, you start to teach it to other people. You start to teach them how to have conversations with the stars themselves and the void in between those beautiful, beautiful lights. But it's not enough. I mean, how could it be? These are ogres we're talking about. They're as big as the house you once created. The house that's now far, far, far to the south because you've moved into the capital. You're something bigger now. You're something more powerful, more important than anything, anything from your old town would have even imagined. But now even they are starting to get scared because they don't understand the kind of power you have anymore. They don't understand the things that you can do now. You do. You understand. And the couple of students, the couple of apprentices, to be fair, that you have taught, they understand. They see you as what you really are. Something amazing. Something bigger than anyone from your race. Anyone from any other race. Especially those monkey humans. You're something bigger. You're something powerful. And so, you start taking control. Because you can do better. You know you can do better. And you do. You do. You build entire cities made from the very wood that makes the forest in which your ancestors and your ancestors' ancestors <laughs> live in. You made entire cities out of one single tree. And people are astonished. And afraid. And soon that astonishment turns to just fear as the war keeps growing larger and larger and larger in the south, you're hearing strange rumblings about these dwarven people and the giants, for some reason, 
they're not helping. They're stepping away from their obligation. That's, it's ridiculous. Pitiful. Exactly. You've, you've worked so hard, and these ogres are just going to come from the south and take everything away from you. So you know what? You know what? No. You're going to do something different. You're going to use their own magic against them. They have this weird thing that they do. And you've known about it for a while, but it felt so barbaric for your elven blood to be uh, changed and tainted with this. But no, it's time. You're the most powerful being in the world. You need to show them who is the most powerful being. And so you use their weird symbols. You cut yourself. You write all these weird things in your blood, your ancestors' ancient blood. And you, begrudgingly, give them your magic. This weird symbol. But then, in an instant, you can hear them. You can hear them speak. These orcs, these ogres, these dwarves, these giants, these strange goblin creatures and those stupid human monkeys. You hear them all, and you hear weird ones, too. (coughs) Screeches and caws of some feathered standing creature you hear dragons you hear drakenkin you hear everything it's a little bit overwhelming at first but you can handle it you're the most powerful being in the world and so you start toying with this idea and start messing around with people just seeing what you can do and then you kill your first person not directly of course no you have someone else kill someone for Never bloody my own hands. And then you have a nation under your control. And then the war ends. And then you have two nations under your control. And then you're back in the bar. And Johan has slapped you on the back and says, it is such a good time to see you. Johan, how long have I been sitting here? Um... A few minutes? Why? I'll be back when I go to the bathroom and I go throw up. Silver Tongue Audio.